Again, it's our pleasure to have with us evangelist Pete Cavanaugh, and again, he's uh, been a blessing to, uh, uh, obviously, to the staff and uh, to all those others. If you went over there working with him or had a chance to work with him, he's the same guy uh, there as he is here, and I like that. I don't like uh, a two-faced. I don't like, you know, folks that are one way one place and another way another place, and that's not Brother Cavanaugh. He's, he's just who he is, and I like that. So, <laughs> well, I like that. Maybe you don't, but I like that. <laughs> but really, he's a great fellow, a great, great man of God, and we're glad to have him. Um, again, let's be praying for him as he comes to preach, and may we open our hearts tonight. Tell you what, there's a lot going on at Community Baptist Temple, and I'm sure there's a lot going on in your life. Sadly enough, the reality is, is that it seems that as much as we have every new convenience in the world, our lives are more complicated than ever. <clears throat> Family, friends, relationships, just uh, just day-to-day living gets so complicated. And if we could for tonight, maybe we could just slow down a little bit and kind of focus our attention just on what's taking place right here tonight. And not thinking about what's going on tomorrow or next week or even what's taking place. Uh, I'm talking right now to Jacob Cook especially. <clears throat> Be focused tonight, my friend. 
He's getting married next Saturday, so for him. I, <laughs> so anyway, let's do our best to stay focused tonight and to really allow the Lord to do a work in our hearts. And uh, Listen, there's nowhere. No, what's the quote for the singles class? And I, I think I might have used it today when I was talking to Brother Pete. I'm trying to wax eloquent. But uh, what, how's it go again, Sherry? What's the quote? Oh, be all there. I said I'm all in. But wherever you are, be all there. Isn't that good? So you're here now, so be all there. And uh, who said that again? I can't remember. Jim Elliott did. Uh, Again, it's the book we're reading, guys. Uh, I'll get around to it. But anyway, um, be all there. Wherever you are, be all there. So let's be all there tonight, okay? And let's let God do something with us tonight. Brother Kavanaugh, you come preach for us, would you? Thank you. It is good to be here again. It, it must be something from the old days, all in. You know, it must have been chips or, you know, <laughs> not all there. <laughs> but anyway, First Chronicles 28, First Chronicles chapter 28. <laughs> it definitely is a privilege to be here, and I, I am excited. I'm excited to, to work there at the carousel and And see the progress that has been made for sure. It's just exciting to be a part of God's plan. To be a part of the bride of Christ for sure. And to just see how he's going to work. And really see how I'm excited to see how the next, even the next four years. Or how how they're going to shake out. And um, I'm excited even the the things I read. uh, Not only from the word of God for sure. and, And his promises that we have to look forward to. But uh, also just the things that are taking place. And, you know, there's, there's some things going on, some policies that are going out into effect in, this, in politics right now that are literally undoing what has been done the last eight years. And that's just an exciting thing. And then on top of that, what God has for us and the opportunities that he's given us, uh, I'm sure looking forward to them. And I do appreciate the opportunity to serve God uh, wherever it may be, serve God in evangelism and, and travel and just... Uh, to, to just do my small part uh, as God uh, chooses to use people. And that's just a wonderful thing there. God, God has a plan, and we're going to look at that tonight. First Chronicles chapter 28, and uh, we'll, we'll remain seated. I'm going to read a few verses here. We'll, we'll catch up on our Bible we- reading for the, for the week, either the past week or the next week. You won't have to read after this. But uh, First Chronicles, and now that's a joke, all right? You all got that? All right. First Chronicles 28. In verse number 8, the Bible says, Now therefore in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God. And that's a wonderful challenge right there for each and every one of us to just constantly be seeking God's word and finding his commandments and applying them uh, to our lives that ye may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And now, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind, for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build an house for the sanctuary 
for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. And so we know here in this passage that uh, David, obviously, he had the desire to build the temple of God. Uh, God told him, no, because you're a man of war, I don't want you to do that, but I'll allow your son to do it. But God gave David the pattern or the plans for this temple. And I want us to notice as we read down through the end of the chapter, the detail uh, in which God gave the plans to David and in which David gives them to his son Solomon. Verse number 11, the Bible says, Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof and of the treasuries thereof and of the upper chambers thereof and of the inner parlors thereof and of the place of the mercy seat and the pattern of all that he had by the Spirit of all the courts of the house of the Lord and of all the chambers round about of the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. Also for the courses of the priest and the Levites and for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord and for all the vessels of service in the house of the Lord. He gave of gold by weight for things of gold, for all instruments of all manner of service. Silver, also for all instruments of silver by weight, for all instruments of every kind of service, even the weight of the candlesticks of gold, and for their lamps of gold, by weight for every candlestick, and for all the lamps thereof, and for the candlesticks of silver by weight, both for the candlestick and also for the lamps thereof, according to the use of every candlestick. And by weight he gave gold for the tables of showbread, for every table, and likewise silver for the tables of silver. Also pure gold for the flesh hooks, and the bowls, and the cups. And for the golden basins he gave gold by weight for every basin, and likewise silver by weight for every basin of silver. And for the altar of incense, refined gold by weight, and gold for the pattern of the chariot of the cherubims, that spread out their wings and covered the ark, of the covenant of the Lord. All this said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me, even all the works of this pattern. And David said to Solomon his son, be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will never fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And behold, the courses of the priests and the Levites, even they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God, and there shall be with thee for all manner of workmanship, every willing, skillful man, for any, man, any manner of service also, uh, also the princes and the people will be holy at thy commandment. And we'll end in chapter 29, verse number 1. The Bible says, Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon my son, whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great, for the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. And you'll notice in this text that we've read several times, the word pattern is given. And King David was passing down this pattern to his son, and I'd like to preach a message for a few moments, passing down the pattern. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this evening, for the time that we have to be in your house. I thank you for each and every person that came tonight. Lord, we all have things that we would have liked to accomplish and get done. 
And yet each of us in this room have set those things aside to come and hear from your word. And I ask that you would meet with us this evening, that your Holy Spirit would have free reign in our hearts and lives, and that we would be honest for a few moments with ourselves and with you and make the decisions that we need to make and draw us closer to you, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Passing down the pattern. Now, it's easy to see in detail here how David is passing down this pattern to his son even to the point of the weight of a candlestick. Now, that's something we may see, uh, think is uh, insignificant or we don't need to uh, know the detail or the weight of that. But obviously, uh, God gave these, as we read, to David and David passed them down to his son. And we understand the significance of that. David is passing down this pattern. He's passing down uh, to his uh, successor, if you will, the plan or model for God's temple. Now, this is a, it's a hard reality, but all of us have to face it. We're not going to be around forever. We're not going to live forever. And we're going to leave something behind if the Lord tarries. And we have a generation that's coming after us. And I wonder, what is the pattern that we're passing down to them? The pattern that we're passing down to them. You see, we've been given a pattern. We've been given a way that we should live our life on this earth. And it's not for us to tamper with this pattern. It's not for us to change this pattern. It's not for us to, to compromise and make it comfortable to, to meet our needs. No, it's for us to take it, apply it in our lives while we live on this earth and pass it to the next generation. Now we understand that in this world today, they have tampered with God's pattern. We can see... Uh, that they've tampered with uh, God's creation of man and woman. God clearly had a pattern there that he was creating. Uh, the world has tampered with uh, our marriage and the home, a husband and a wife, and the roles that they play. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. This, oh, no amens there. Come on now. Oh, wow. Just a couple looks, but they weren't that dirty. They were, they were all right. Hey, husbands, love your wives. Amen. Wives, submit to your husbands. Amen. Are the women allowed to say amen to that? Maybe tonight. Hey, but my point is, tonight the world has got that reversed. The world has tampered with that pattern. They have changed it. And they have taken out, I, I saw even on the front page of a, a, a magazine or a paper, and it said, masculinity is out. That's the world's philosophy. And that's the pattern that they're passing down. Hey, it's the husbands to love their wives, the wives to submit to their husbands, the children to obey their parents. Children, obey your parents. That's God's pattern. That's the way He intended it to be. And sadly, boy, with the, the, the federal services and the human services today, it almost gives more power to the kids than to the parents. But God has given us a pattern that we need to heed. He's given us a pattern for our churches, for our pastors, for the people of the church. Down to the very last uh, behavior and the way we should act on this earth, God has given us a pattern that we need to follow. And it's not for us to change that pattern. 
It's not for us to make that pattern to, to meet our needs or our desires or our wants. It's us to follow and obey that pattern. But uh, listen, tonight, it's more than just a building. The pattern that King David was passing down to his son was more than just God's palace. And we know that's important. But there's some elements in here that I believe that each of us uh, need to apply in our lives so we're able to pass them down to the next generation. I see in verse number 9, the Bible says, And thou, Solomon, my son, before he even goes into the details of this pattern of the temple, notice what he says. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Know thou the God of thy father. And this was the first element, I believe, that King, uh, King uh, David was passing down to his son. And that's a challenge for him to truly know who God is. To truly know who God is. And I believe uh, in this day and age, in the 21st century, I think there's a disconnect between uh, some of the young people that grow up in our churches and they hit that age 18 or whatever it may be, 19, 21, and they just fly off the deep end. Do you know why? Because they never knew God themselves. They never had a relationship with God on their own. They were following folks around. They were following maybe even their, past, or their parents around to church. But they never really sank in who God really is. Know thou the God of thy father. And we know that David for sure walked with God. We know for sure that David wasn't just saying, hey, do as I say, not as I do. He was an example. He said, know thou the God of thy father. Turn, turn over just a few pages back. First Chronicles 18. First Chronicles chapter 18 tells us a, a few of the victories that David had experienced. And boy, they're Definitely many, but the first few verses of this chapter tell us how God walked with David and the victories that he gave him as he served God. And then we'll notice the last verse. It says, uh, chapter 18, verse 1, it says, Now after this it came to pass that David smote the Philistines and subdued them and took Gath and her towns out of the hand of the Philistines. And he smote Moab, and the Moabites became David's servants, and brought gifts. And David smote uh, Hadarazar, king of Zobah, and, uh, unto Hamath, uh, as he went to, uh, to establish his dominion by the river Euphrates. And David took from him a thousand chariots, and seven thousand horsemen, and twenty thousand footmen. David also hewed all the chariot horses, uh, but reserved of them an hundred chariots. And when the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadrazar, king of Zobah, David slew of the Syrians two and twenty thousand men. Then David put garrisons in the Syria Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought gifts. But notice this line Thus the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. Thus the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And listen, my point here tonight is we have a personal God. We have a personal God that, hey, he wants to know us. 
He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to talk with us. Boy, I, I love that song, I Come to the Garden Alone. While the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And He walks with me. And He talks with me. And He tells me I am His own. Hey, that's the relationship that God wants to have with us. Hey, He knows us. He created us. He knows everything about us. And the psalmist David, boy, he tells us that. Look at Psalm 139. We're going to look at a few passages tonight. Psalm chapter 1, verse 39. I'm sorry, Psalm 139. 139. Oh, Lord, are you there? I hear a couple pages. Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Verse number 3. Thou compassest uh, my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Listen, the challenge tonight is not for God to know us. He knows us already. He knows all about us. He knows our down-sitting and our uprising. He knows our thoughts. He knows our attitudes, our actions. He knows if they're right or wrong. But I'm asking you tonight, do you know God? Do you know God? Hey, do we just serve uh, some God uh, that created us and that saved us and that's it? Or do we serve a living God? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob that wrought so many miracles and preserved King David. Do we serve that God? Well, he, he's preserving us right now. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have breath in our lungs. We wouldn't be able to walk. We wouldn't be able to talk. We wouldn't be able to see if it wasn't for our God, the God of this Bible. Hey, we have a personal God, and we need to understand who God is, and, and boy, in this day and age, and it started years ago, what the, you know what they wanted to do? They wanted to take God out of schools, take the Bible out of schools, take prayer out of schools, take uh, the Ten Commandments away. And they want to take the knowledge of God uh, away from the people. But hey, it's our responsibility as Christians to truly know God in a personal way. Hey, the, God just doesn't want to see us on Sunday morning and Sunday night. God just doesn't want to talk with us on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Hey, He wants to talk to us every day. Boy, I, I, I'll be careful about this. No, uh, my wife's not here tonight, but hey, we got married three years ago, and I thought I knew her. 
But I can tell you today, after three years of waking up next to her, I'm getting a sign, slow it down there a little bit, careful. <laughs> after three years of, of waking up next to her, of talking to her every day, of seeing her, I know her a whole lot better than I did on that wedding day. Why? Because I've spent time with her. I've talked with her. Hey, I, I, we've, we have a relationship with each other. I, I, you're, you're in trouble if you can go a week or two without talking to your wife. You're, you're, you're going to find out about it real quick. But listen, why, why do we go a week or two without talking with God? How, how can we go a, even a day or two without finding out what God has for us, without uh, walking with Him, without building our relationship with Him? Well, in a day and age, for sure, Romans 1.28 says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. That's where we are. We, we don't like to know. You know why? Because well, God will set us straight about some things. God, God, will, God might smack us around a little bit. Hey, you need to get this straight. This is what my word says. This is what you're doing. And then we say, well, you know what? I'm, I'm done with you for a couple days. Right? We hit that uh, unlike or dislike button, right? Come on. Hey, because when we build our relationship with God, it, it, He's a personal God. He wants to know all about us, and we need to know all about Him. And this is the, the element or the challenge that uh, King David was passing down to his son Solomon. Hey, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Not only do we have a personal God uh, tonight and the, uh, the personal God that we need to pass down to those behind us, but we also have a personal goal. We have a personal goal uh, that God has given us. And if you look at verse number 10 in our text, 1 Chronicles 28, or verse number 10, the Bible says, Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee. Notice that. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee. Oh, it wasn't David that chose him. It was the Lord. It was God that gave him this plan, that chose him to carry out uh, this pattern. It chose thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. And in chapter 29, verse number 1, Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God hath chosen. Whom alone God hath chosen. Listen, each and every one of us here tonight, hey, we have a personal goal. God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. He's got a purpose. Hey, are, are, are we here just to, to sit around and take up a, uh, 18 inches of, of seed in a church tonight? Is that all our purpose is? God has a plan for us. God has a purpose for us. And in this, in this world today, hey, because they've lost the knowledge of God, that's why they go around shooting each other. Because they don't have any, any divine plan from God. They don't have any knowledge from God. They don't know that God has a purpose for their life. That He didn't just uh, create them or uh, they didn't just come from some single cell amoeba somewhere or some uh, big explosion. No, God created each and every one of us for a purpose, for a plan. And for King uh, Solomon here to be, it was his uh, plan to build the temple. Hey, but what's your plan? Right. 
What does God have for you? What does God have for me? God has a plan for each and every one of us. Hey, your plan may not be the, or goal, your, your goal may not be the same as mine, but he has a goal for you. From the moment uh, you were saved, uh, I'm sorry, from the moment you were even created. That's right. yes, sir. Yes, sir. God had a plan for you. I think of Jeremiah there. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Amen. And he has a plan for us. And it's our job, it's our responsibility to find out what that plan is. And boy, this is something that we need to pass down to the next generation. It seems so many are just wandering aimlessly in this life. They have no drive, they have no desire, they have no, uh, what the Bible says here, be strong and do it. They don't have that. And we need to pass that down to them. We need to give that to them that, hey, God has a goal. We need to get to the finish line on this. This thing of serving God, of finding out what his perfect will is for our lives. And I, and I firmly believe that, hey, God has a plan. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Hey, he's, he's got, listen, not only, not only heaven, is his plan, his goal for us is to go to heaven, but even on this earth. We can't even comprehend what God has. I spent some time uh, fellowshipping with, with Pastor just this afternoon, and, and story after story he told about just how God has provided, how God has just came through, and not on our plans, on his plan. And, and things you can't even comprehend, meeting needs and uh, financial needs and family needs, that if you look back, how did that happen? How did that happen? Hey, because I have not seen, nor ear heard. Hey, God has some things prepared for us. He has a, a personal goal uh, for each and every one of us that God wants us to follow, that God wants us to find. Hey, we're not just bumps on a log here tonight. Okay, thank two of you. Well, we're not just bumps on a log here tonight. We have a plan. God has a goal for our lives. He wants us to accomplish some specific goals in our life. He wants us to serve Him. Not only do we have a personal God and a personal goal, but listen, he was telling his son here tonight, King Solomon, hey, you have a personal guide. You have a personal guide. Look down in uh, verse number 20. It says there, 1 Chronicles 28, verse number 20, And David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and of good courage and do it. I, you know what? He says that phrase a couple times in this, uh, in this passage. And, and boy, in this day and age, he was telling him, Hey, there's going to be some hard times. It's going to be rough. It's not always going to be easy. But be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Hey, if someone steps on your toes, what are you going to do? Quit church? Quit God? Quit your Bible reading? Hey, this thing of a a personal goal that we have, it's not always going to be easy. There might only be a couple bucks in the bank. What are you going to do? Hey, be strong and do it. Notice what he says there. Fear not. Verse number 20. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, again, he's an example for him, will be with thee. 
He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Hey, we have a personal God, a, a personal goal, and a personal guide. The Bible says he will not fail us, nor forsake us, until when? The work is finished. Until it's finished. Until we take our last breath. Now, hey, I, I like it. I, you know, I like my wife and I were just able to uh, go see, some, take a tour there in New York. And they, we're looking up there on the boards. And, you know, they have the, the group tours, right? You can, you can get a group tour for maybe 20, 25 bucks. And that's obviously what it says. You got one tour guide and, and a group of people. And they'll go through and they'll show you and point some things out. Or you can get the personal guide. Now, you can get the personal guide, but that's, that, that's up there, $65, $70. Depends on how long you want the tour for. But listen, the, the difference between a, a group tour and a personal guide is you don't have to wait for anything. You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to raise your hand. He's your personal guide. You see something there as you're uh, going down the hall of the museum. You don't have to say, Oh, excuse me, excuse me. You don't have to wait in line to, to get answered. He's right there with you. You say, hey, what's that mean? Hey, how does that work? When did, when did that start? A personal guide. And here he tells his son, he said, hey, the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. With thee. Hey, that's the kind of God we have. He's our personal guide uh, that doesn't mean uh, that doesn't mean that we're going to get everything we we want all the time but that means when we do need something we have a guide that can help us get it Amen. we have a personal guide a personal guide that's not going to leave us uh, or forsake us hey he's our lord he's going to guide us through hey, hey sometimes it's a valley but we still have that personal guide right. sometimes it's a mountain Hey, maybe it's a job situation or a family situation or uh, whatever it is, a, a social situation, a church situation. We still have a personal guide that's going to walk with us, that's going to guide us through, and if we'll let him lead the way. See, the thing is, sometimes we, we like to think we know more than the guide knows. Right? We like to think, hey, you know what, I, I want to go this way. And the guide's telling us, hey, let's go this way. We, sometimes we just have to step back. This thing of a personal guide, sometimes it, take, it, it takes time. It takes time. And, and it's foolish for us to want to, to get there. Maybe there's some, some part of the museum that we just want to see and we're just in a rush, but we, we still have to walk to it. We have to make the trip to it. Uh, I was reading this just the other day and uh, just some book. Uh, I don't even know what it was about. Child rearing, maybe. And um, the, the, the man in the book was talking about how foolish it is uh, when, when the children speak out and say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And he was just saying, that's just a, a child, it's just an immature phase that they go through in life. And we all probably have done it. And he wasn't condemning them or anything like that. But it, it's unrealistic for us as adults to think that we can get to where we need to go Without a journey to get there. Without a journey to get there. Hey, I guess this will relate really well to Community Baptist Church. You want to get in the building. But there's things that got to be done. 
And you can't get in without those things getting done. But yet some of us, boy, we just get so, oh, we get so called, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Hey, and in this thing of life, it's so easy to lose our patience and we get out of line. We forsake our guide because we think we know better. But he's saying, hey, I'm trying to get you somewhere. If you'll just stick with me, if you'll just follow me, I'll be your guide. I'll get you through this. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you until the work is finished. Hey, uh, turn over to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23, a familiar psalm for sure. A psalm of David. A psalm of David. And boy, he, he knew God. And he walked with God and he tells his son, hey, listen, we have a personal God. We have a personal goal. We have a personal guide. Look at the first verse there, Psalm chapter 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Can you say that? The Lord is my shepherd. That's that personal guide that leads us. He guides us. He protects us. Notice what it says. I shall not want. I shall not want. the, The personal guide, he takes care of us. He takes care of us. If if the Lord's our shepherd, he'll meet our needs. Not only needs, what, and I'm, hey, just take it literal there if you want to tonight. I shall not want. Are, are you wanting tonight? Hey, maybe God's not your shepherd. Maybe, you, maybe you're not walking with God like you should. Maybe you don't know God like we ought to know God. Maybe we don't understand the goal, the, the, the plan that he has for us. Hey, if we're, if we're wanting, is God our shepherd? Verse number two, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Uh, maybe you've seen that. Driving the church even here tonight, well, the sun was going down a little bit, and there's those couple little lakes, and they were just crystal clear like glass. He leads me beside still waters. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Hey, because the Lord's my shepherd. Because he's my guide. For thou art with me. Notice this. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, uh, to most kids, for sure, that doesn't make sense. That rod is not comforting, right? The way my parents administered it, it was not comforting. But down the road, when you look back on it, boy, the things that it saved me from, that's comforting. That's comforting. Hey, uh, sometimes we leave our guide because he's got to break out that rod. And that's staff. But hey, they, they comfort us. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. King, King David there in, in 1 Chronicles chapter number 28, hey, he, was, he, was given, he was given Solomon all the plans for the temple. But inside of all those plans, uh, for sure were, there were these elements of, hey, you need to know God personally. You need to know God personally. And he told him, hey, by my own experience, I've known God. I've seen God work. I've seen him preserve me. I've seen him give me uh, a victory. I've seen him bless my life. But now it's your turn to know him. Know God. Know God personally. Know that we have a personal goal. Know that we have a personal guide. Hey, the three elements that need to be passed down to the next generation. But we have to live them ourselves right now. We have to apply them in our lives because they're going to see that. They're going to say, you know what, hey, you, you want me to know God? And, and you know God? You want me to obey God's plan for my life? And you're not obeying God's plan for your life? Hey, you want me to, to let God guide me, but yet you're off doing your own thing? Hey, a, a personal God, a personal goal, and a personal guide. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this evening. I thank you for the time in your house. Lord, how important it is to understand that we're, we won't be on this earth forever.